Lukutei Sichais Chelek Tesvov, Parshas Vayishlach Sicha Dalad. In this week's Torah portion of Vayishlach, we learn in chapter 34, Perak Lama Dalad, verse 25, Pasuk Chofei, of the action taken by two of the sons of Yaakov, Shimon and Levi, to avenge the actions of Shechem taken against Dina, their sister. The Torah tells us, Vayikhu Shnei Bnei Yaakov, Shimon Velevi, the two sons of Yaakov, Shimon, and Levi, the brothers of Dina, each man holding their sword, came securely into Shechem's city and killed all the men. Our sages tell us that Shimon and Levi were 13 years old at the time of this event, and this fact teaches us the law of a Jewish boy becoming obligated in mitzvahs at this age. Each one of them, both Shimon and Levi, are referred to in the verse as an ish, as a man. At 13 years of age, a boy is considered and referred to as an ish, a man, indicating maturity, strength, and even leadership, as is indicated in the verse in the chapter of Shmais, when two quarreling Hebrews were confronted by Moshe, and their retort to him was to challenge him with the words, Mi ish sar who made you the man governing and judging us? In other words, at each stage, at 13, person achieves adulthood in intelligence and awareness. And this is why he now becomes obligated in the observance of mitzvahs. And though, of course, it's completely possible for a child who has not yet turned 13 to be a person of substance and wisdom, nevertheless, that wisdom isn't quite developed and his EQ is yet immature holding him back from having the full gamut of appreciation for how precious mitzvahs are and how deep the loss is in the lack of observance. A practical example would be a child's understanding of the value of money or greatness. He may have a good grasp of these things, but it isn't a mature and developed understanding. And similarly, a boy under the age of 13 may have an awareness of the challenge of poverty or lowliness, but again, his appreciation for the status of poverty is immature versus a mature person who will more deeply feel the pain of the status. This lack of maturity is what makes him free of taking responsibility for his actions and for his behavior, and he is thus not obligated to fulfill mitzvahs. Our Abayim frequently reviewed chassidus, saying a maimer, a chassidic discourse, at a bar mitzvah celebration that would begin with the words of the verse, in Bereshis, chapter 1, Parak Aleph, when God says, Na'ase Odom, let us make men. Consequently, we understand that the concept of our mitzvah also has an inherent connection to this level of Odom, men. Odom being a higher status than the appellation Ish, which of course also means men, but indicates a lower stratum. In fact, the Rebbeim would say a Hasidic discourse at the Hanachas Tefillin ceremony, on the verse, ish, a verse in Malachim Aleph, Kings 1, when a boy still a lad of 12 years would, with his preparatory experience of laying tefillin daily, become an ish. There are, in essence, four designations with which a person can be referred to. Adam, ish, giver, and enish. The highest is Adam, as it references a person's wholeness. So in light of what we just said, the level of ish is actually sufficient for one to become obligated 
in mitzvah observance. Why then are we drawing the connection from bar mitzvah status to this higher level of Adam? The difference between Isha and Adam is in fact a difference of developed emotion versus developed intellect. Ish describes a level of intellect associated with feelings, which is complex and multi-layered and reaches wholeness only at age 20. Adam reflects the quality of actual intellect, which is, of course, higher than emotion. This actually complicates the question we have regarding using Adam for Bar Mitzvah boy. This boy literally just turned 13, and we're applying an honorific of developed intellect. We must then say that the intention here is that though with Bar Mitzvah one becomes an Ish, nevertheless with the fulfillment of mitzvahs, one must strive to the effluence of the Adam level, the source for the need for this higher level of Adam to be achieved, and that the level of Ish is not enough is actually here in this verse in Vayishlach, and the words, Ish harbi, each man taking his sword. Because the words puzzle us. We said that at the age of 13, a boy becomes obligated in mitzvahs because his seichel, his intellect and his wisdom, has advanced and matured, not his raw emotions. He matures to the point that he becomes wise enough to grasp the value of mitzvahs, so now he could take this responsibility upon himself. The two sons of Yaakov were, however, engaging in an emotional war. Taking up swords and killing every male was a sign of emotional strength, not intellectual strength, which therefore tells us that the words we read in the verse, they each took a sword and they killed all the males, in fact contain within themselves a virtue that is not self-understood from the level of Ish, yet through this level becomes fulfilled. Thereby the verse teaches us not to be satisfied with this level of Ish, that level that one arrives at with the age of 13 years that makes one obligated a mitzvah, but one is in fact obligated to reach higher, alluded to in the words, and they took, they each took their sword. Now we can also understand why the Rabbim said a mimer based on the words, Na'aseh Odom, we will make men, at a bar mitzvah celebration. While the general idea of turning 13 is that one becomes a bardas, wise, and an ish, it isn't enough, and one must aspire to acquire the effluence of the divine service of Nase Adam, which is like the divine service of, and they took, of the sons of Yaakov. We can understand this in the following way. There are two opinions regarding the source for the law around one who becomes 13 years of age. One is, as we said, earn, learned from the verse in our portion. The second is that at the age of 13, it is a determination. It's Torah law from Meshur Benu. In other words, it's not an extrapolation from a verse. It's a clear determination in Torah, the mitzvah of Bar Mitzvah, the obligation in Torah mitzvahs. The difference between these two is that according to the former opinion, this stage comes with clear changes in one's nature. According to the latter, changes in nature make no difference. It's Torah law given by Moshe, instructed by God, and this would then mean that a boy's first mitzvah is an act of Kabbalat Ol, acceptance of the yoke of heaven. In fact, though, even the first opinion that teaches that from the verse that tells us that Shimon and Levi took swords and killed all the males, where we learn about the natural indicators that determine the age of taking on mitzvahs, also speaks to the experience of Messiris Nefesh in a 13-year-old boy's beginning 
of mitzvah observance, as their first act was to take up swords to avenge their sister, which was certainly an act of self-sacrifice, which transcends logic. And this is no contradiction to the explanation that a 13-year-old has arrived at a point of understanding and awareness of the value of a mitzvah, and therefore he becomes obligated a mitzvah. Indeed, the mitzvah is a performance of understanding and reason, but the foundation of performing a mitzvah must actually be the experience of Kabbalat Ol. Proof for this is found in the general exhortation we have regarding observance of mitzvahs. In the Torah portion of Nitzavim, we are urged to see that God has put before us life and good and death and bad, and we are to choose life. It would seem that man can deduce for himself that the path of Torah mitzvahs is a path of life and good. Why the need to exhort him to choose life? so that his choice isn't just based on intellect alone. Choosing this because it means life, making it an obvious choice, doesn't give a person an opportunity to become an oivet Hashem, devoted as a servant to his master, hence the urging in the Torah to choose life. And the Torah prefaced this choice with the words, Behold, I've placed choices before you, good and life. And then the Torah teaches, and choose life as if to say what God wants is, for this choice to completely absorb your entire being and your entire essence, and therefore intellect too must absorb and feel that Torah and mitzvahs are good and life-giving. According to this, we can understand the connection between a bar mitzvah and the statement, Na'aseh Adam, we will make men. The description of Adam contains two angles, the wholeness and completion, of the experience of Seichel, as we discussed, and the word Adam, which has the letters of and represents the word Ma'od, a level that is actually higher than Seichel, expressed in man in his capacity to speak and to communicate ideas, a capacity that stems from an unlimited source, the Ma'od of man's soul, that transcends the quality of Seichel of intellect. Now, both of these are alluded to in the word Adam, which tells us that they're connected. As expressed in one's divine service, it's reflected in that even when one achieves the ultimate experience of intellect beyond that of Ish, one must still strive to be in a space of Mesiris Nefesh, self-sacrifice, beyond intellect. The reverse is true too. When a person is filled with the light and the energy, self-sacrifice, that as we said transcends intellect, he should make every effort to ensure that that energy permeates his insides, his internal energy, which is rooted in the power of intellect and thought. This is one of the lessons that was alluded to in saying a mimer that began with the words, Na'ase Adam, we will make man. That even when one reaches this level of seichel and wisdom that guides one's emotions, in other words, the level of ish, this alone is not sufficient. The level of Mr. Snefesh is yet needed. That transcends the intellect, the level of Adam, the experience of Ma'id, of one's everything.